Frey, reporter at GenomeWeb, and I'll be your moderator today. The title of today's webinar is Circulating Tumor Cell Detection and Analysis to Support Malignancy Designation, Tumor of Origin Identification, and Treatment Selection, and is sponsored by Kyogen. Our speakers are Kashyap Dave, Principal Scientist, and Elena Silva Cascales, Senior Research Scientist and Project Leader, both at Isolate Medical. You may type in a question at any time during the webinar. You can do this through the Q&A panel, which appears on the right side of the webinar presentation. If you look at the bottom tray of your window, there are a series of widgets to enhance your webinar experience. With that, I'll turn it over to Elena Silva Cascales. Thank you, Forrest. And let's see. Yeah. Um, hello and welcome to this webinar. Um, today I will be talking about uh, Cellmate, um, which is a modular diagnostic platform for biomarker analysis and drug development. So first of all, I just want to show the outline of the presentation. So first, we'll have a short introduction to isolate and circulating tumor cells, or CTCs, as I'll be talking, um, as I'll be referring to from now on. Then I will present the Cellmate CTC platform, and then I'll hand over to Keshab, um, who's going to be presenting the Cellmate CTC DNA analysis. And I would like to say that the Cellmate CTC DNA analysis is developed in collaboration with Kyogen as a part of a Horizon 2020 project. So for this reason, I just want to very quickly show this um, disclaimer to uh, remind everyone that all the products um, from Kyogen that are used in this or that are shown in this presentation are not intended for diagnosis, prevention or treatment of disease and their research use only. Right, so Isolate Medical. Um, we are a um, small startup a company that was founded in 2011 based on the research from on research from the Karolinska Institute in collaboration with the Karolinska University Hospital and the Royal Institute of Technology in Stockholm. Uh, we are currently a company of 15 people, and as you can see, um, our R&D and operations team is the the big part is a big part of the company, but we also have, of course, um, uh, sales and marketing team as well as a quality and clinical teams and IT support, of course. Um, we are a medical laboratory and R&D company. And what this means is that we are a registered caregiver um, by the Health and Social Care Inspectorate in Sweden, IVO. Um, and on top of that, we also are a medical laboratory accredited according to the ISO 15189. And what this means is that one of our services called GeneMate, which is um, GDNA analysis from both saliva and blood, has been accredited um, according to the specific ISO. So all the um, processes for the performance uh, characteristics have been confirmed and um, done. So on top of that, we also develop and validate EU IVDR compliant in vitro diagnostic services to meet clinical needs in oncology. Um, and as a part of this, we have a CTC-based analysis of blood from blood, which is our cellmate platform. And this is what I will be talking about today. But before that, before I present our platform, I want to introduce to you um, the role of CTCs in cancer metastasis. 
So CTCs refer to tumor cells that leave the primary or secondary tumor, any solid tumor, um, and actively or passively detach from this tumor and then enter the bloodstream. When they do that, they travel uh, through the blood and can eventually uh, leave the bloodstream and establish a secondary tumor or a tertiary tumor, a, another tumor, which eventually can develop into a metastasis. These CTCs are present in blood in different um, phenotypes based on the markers that they express given the specific situation in which they find themselves in. And in this context, we find epithelial CTCs, which resemble um, the tissue of origin where they come from. We also find some uh, mesenchymal CTCs, which express some markers after undergoing uh, mesenchymal uh, epithelial to mesenchymal transition. And we also find other types of CTCs with a more hybrid um, phenotype, as well as some other CTCs that have a more cancer stem cell profile. Um, in whichever phenotype they are present in blood, CTCs are extremely rare. So they are present in about between one and 100 CTCs per milliliter of blood, which may sound like a lot, but actually this is really low if we compare to the numbers of white and red blood cells that we find per milliliter of blood, which is in many, many orders of magnitude difference. Um, so these are extremely rare events. But the, the reason why CTCs are interesting is because they are a better liquid biopsy option. So liquid biopsies are suitable for heart to biopsy cancers like lung, pancreatic or prostate cancer, because these tissues or these organs are very deep in our body and therefore biopsying them come usually at a higher cost for the patient. Um, so liquid biopsies provide um, the option of um, less invasive um, testing. CTCs, on top of that, have been known to be detectable years before cancer symptoms arise. So liquid biopsies based on CTC detection are suitable for early detection of cancer, which is, of course, the aim of uh, the future of cancer diagnostics. On top of that, um, analysis of whole cells allows not only for um, uh, DNA analysis, but also antigen or protein expression, like specific markers like HER2 or PSMA, while circulating, um, free circulating DNA does not give us this possibility. So with this in mind, um, we can say that CellMate is isolated liquid biopsy platform. It's a repeatable, cost-effective, and minimally invasive CTC-based analysis. Um, but what makes CellMade unique is that we can um, study specific biomarkers and we can understand or assess their status. So we have the possibility to do companion diagnostics. Um, like this, we can identify expression uh, of a specific antigen or protein and also genomic variants present in the cell, in the specific cell. Like that, we can identify patients that can benefit from biomarker-directed therapy, which is then the key for um, precision medicine in oncology. And to understand how liquid biopsies based on CTC detection can have an impact in different indications, we have several clinical proof-of-concept studies ongoing um, that are focusing on different indications. And in this table, you can see that we're working with um, different uh, types of cancer in different um, 
consortiums. We're currently focusing on prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, colorectal breast and ovarian cancer. Uh, and in particular, we're looking at different markers that are interesting from therapeutic point of view. And we're also developing um, a different um, type of um, detection for Ewing sarcoma, um, for Ewing sarcoma. In this case, it's not only looking at a specific biomarker from a protein, uh, so a protein biomarker, but also looking at a fusion uh, marker. We are focusing mostly on non-metastatic patients, uh, and that is to understand uh, the potential of um, liquid biopsies uh, in the early detection. And we take pre-intervention intervention and follow-up okay. blood draws. What we can do is that we can demonstrate CTC detection across indications and stage. Um, and we perform uh, concordant studies with immunohistochemistry to understand the relevance of the CTC presence or absence in blood. And here, I would like just to show you our preliminary results. All of these are ongoing studies, so of course these numbers will uh, change over time. But we are extremely proud of our results. And what I can say here is that we have compared, you can see to the right-hand side, our results to the results from cell search, which is the only FDA-approved um, CTC-based um, um, diagnostic uh, platform. And they have been focusing mostly on metastatic detection of CTCs. And we can you can see in this slide that our detection rates in non-metastatic patients are similar or superior to those of metastatic cancer in cell search. So we're very excited about these uh, results. And we're, of course, continuing to um, include patients to understand um, how we can use our platform. So how does our platform look like? Our technology is based on a blood draw of three tubes of blood. And in using these ones, we perform a CTC enrichment and staining process um, by which we can um, separate um, our cells of interest, which we can then detect and isolate uh, using automated microscopy. And with our automated microscopy pipelines, we can perform protein analysis, as well as I've mentioned the isolation of the cells, physical isolation of the cells, to be able to do a downstream DNA imitation analysis, which will eventually lead to a clinical report that can be used by a clinician to understand how to select the treatment or how to monitor a patient. And how we detect our CTCs is by using a multiplex protein target analysis based on five channels uh, of immunofluorescent staining. We, of course, use um, a nuclear marker, that is DAPI, uh, but we combine as well a mixture of um, what we call CTC markers. And this combination allows us to identify epithelial, mesenchymal, and stem cell-like CTCs. And to be sure that we are detecting CTCs and nothing else, we also have um, an, a cocktail that allows us to identify all immune cells, all types of immune cells. Um, and on top of that, we have two channels to, um, to be able to assess different markers of choice. 
And these are the ones that we can use then for our companion diagnostics. We're currently using uh, specific stem cell markers in one of these channels to be able to determine the stem cell properties of a given CTC. But these can be adapted. And here's just a quick example for you to see how CTCs look in our platform. And you can see that um, these two identified CTCs are, of course, positive for our CTC uh, mix and negative for the immune cell mix, of course. One of them is positive for a specific biomarker, while two, both of them are positive for our stem cell marker. But this is the kind of images that we work with and that we can use to isolate CTCs. And now I would like to pass the word to uh, my colleague and principal scientist, Kashap Dave. Thank you, Helena, for brief introduction. And hi to everyone who is uh, uh, watching this webinar. My name is Kashap Dave, and I'll quickly start with the next part of the seminar. So, um, so today I'm mostly going to talk about uh, CTC DNA analysis. So, um, we start uh, with the the step where uh, we isolate the cells, and the first step that we follow is cell lysis. The genomic analysis is done in um, these five short steps, I would say. But then we start with cell lysis, which is followed by whole genome amplification, uh, which is followed by library preparation, and then sequencing and bioinformatic analysis. So let's go through each of the steps, how it is performed, and what are the different challenges there. So uh, from a single cell, where there is very little as, as like 6.6 .6 picogram of DNA, we need to have enough DNA to be uh, amplified to be made library. And um, this amplification is, is manifold. Uh, so here we use a single cell, lyse them, and then use Kygen's Repligy Advanced DNA single cell kit to amplify DNA. The polymerase over here works uh, on the principle of multiple displacement amplification technology. It isothermally amplifies DNA. It's a very uh, processive uh, polymerase where it can amplify very long strands of DNA with uh, very high accuracy. So uh, then once we, when we have uh, DNA, uh, amplified DNA, then we go and make the library. So let's move on to the library making process. Uh, for library uh, preparation, we use Kaiasic single cell DNA library kit with dual indexes. Here, the, the amplified DNA is then subjected to DNA fragmentation, DNA and repair, adapted ligation. Once the library is made, uh, we do quite a lot of uh, library quality control checks. Uh, for the amount, we first uh, measure through qubit. And for the, the size, integrity of uh, the library, we use Bioanalyzer. And for the ultimate library uh, quantitation to be like uh, put into the sequencer, uh, we use Kyasic Library Quant Assay for accurate library uh, quantification. Libraries can be of uh, different types. 
uh, one can make uh, targeted libraries or the whole genome libraries. And then once the library is made, quality control checks performed, we do sequencing on Illumina Nexic 550DX platform. Now this is a uh, workflow overview from single cells to report. I'll quickly go over it, how it is performed in laboratory. So once, the, once we have a library uh, made in the laboratory, uh, the sequence data is then handled through CLC Genomics Workbench platform. Here we have developed pipeline for analysis for both the whole genome and targeted sequencing uh, data. And once the data is ready, it is pushed via the Workbench platform into AWS uh, servers through a cloud engine module. Uh, this module allows us to push the data to the servers. There, the data is uh, passed, it is analyzed, it is see, I mean, it is mapped, and the uh, variant detection callings are done. And uh, the data, the, the reports are, are generated after the analysis. Uh, this report can be then again downloaded back to the CLC Genomics Workbench platform and could be analyzed uh, visually. And uh, for we, we, we can here see different quality control parameters. Once we have done that, we generate a variant calling file, which we call VCF file. And this is then pushed into uh, Kyogen clinical interpretation platform called QCI Interpret 1. Here, the variant classification is done, clinical evidence generated, molecular functions and summaries understood. And then uh, once we have uh, done the variant interpretation, we, we record and generate a report, uh, store it in our databases, and we subsequently send the report to doctor, clinical doctor for the patient. Okay, so, uh, next, in few slides, I will be talking about uh, processing and analysis of sequencing data. But before I do that, I need to introduce uh, the, the, the platform which does, which helps in the analysis part, which is the CLC uh, Workbench platform from Kyogen and the Genomics Cloud module. And even before that, I need to tell you why we use that. Um, the platform is, uh, is is a great tool. It, um, it saves a lot of additional laboratory infrastructure and resources. Basically, no coding skills are required, and, and you don't require any powerful servers or computer. You can do from a computer which you're using for your normal work. It's very, very user-friendly. There are many workflows which are available, and it can be custom-tailored as well. It provides versatile front-end interface for analysis of any data type. And uh, it's very time and cost effective. And a huge amount of data could be run in parallel in a very structured fashion. Uh, so how does the workbench looks like? This is the uh, this is the front end. When you open up the workbench, this is how it will look like the front end. And of course, uh, for users, you're very welcome to log in and uh, get this workbench and, and start using it. But in short, it's a complete toolkit for analysis of genomics, transcriptomics, epigenomics, and metagenomics data. Uh, it, uh, any kind of data, like whole genome, 
targeted exome, whole exome, targeted panel, RNA-seq chipseq methylation data would be analyzed. There are, as I told earlier, there are many workflows, template workflows which are available uh, with complete uh, reference set for human, mouse, and rat genome. And here you can do all different kinds of analysis like hereditary and somatic commutation analysis. You can even make your own workflow like for what we made. And uh, one can use it for detection of SNPs, MNVs, indels, tandem repeats, structural variation, fusion genes, copy number variations, and loss of heterozygosity. Uh, furthermore, there are uh, there are plugins which are which are available which can extend the toolbox. It's a, it's quite a useful tool. So now let's uh, move forward to the meaty part of the presentation, uh, understanding the bioinformat bioinformatic workflow. So on paper, actually, the workflow would look like looks like this, you know, where you basically use the sequencing data. Uh, the, you map them, basically you map them first, then uh, the, the map treats are used for calling uh, indels and structural variants or low frequency or the fixed uh, uh, SNVs and indels or the copy number variation, correct? After the calling part, there is something called filtering curation of the data. And once it is done, you can visualize it and you can generate the VCF files and then it is pushed forward for QCI1 interpret, interpretation and, and reporting part. So this is how the the workflow looks on, on paper. But when you actually assemble them on a workbench, it will look something like this. Yeah. And um, it's quite useful and it's not difficult at all. Uh, one can easily uh, make your own workflow and, and run it. So once you are ready with this kind of a workflow, you can run it on AWS server. And how to do that? It's a simple, just switch on the A run button, and then you will be immediately connected to AWS server where you can actually choose, uh, like it's, it's, I, I know the fonts are very little, but it says your CLC genomics cloud, where you can actually uh, rent different kinds of uh, machines, like small, medium, or large machines, which in which you can run your data, and the data can be imported from from your AWS uh, cloud account directly into the, the servers and you can run them over. So once the data has been analyzed, the files are stored, the reports are stored, and these could be downloaded and then subsequently analyzed for various parameters and, and uh, uh, yeah, various parameters and, and, and quality control checks, correct? So this is how the this is an example of how the uh, different parameters look like in the variant analysis. If you focus on the right hand side, here there are many these blue ticks. These are different parameters which I I heavily use for analyzing my own data, uh, and it makes uh, much more easier for me to uh, then make decisions on the quality of data type. Yeah. So uh, we have explained so far the, uh, the, the library generation part, sequencing part, data analysis part, how the data is generated and how it is analyzed on CLC Workbench platform. But then what do you use it for, correct? Yeah, so for us, um, uh, we gather the genomic data from CTC, 
we then uh, we then collect the SNV indels and CNV information and we use it for confirmation of malignancy, cancer yes and no, or where from the CTCs are coming, like tissue of origin, is it liver, is it pancreas, which one? If you don't know, it's known that it's much more, much easier. And then finally, treatment prediction. And this project, as Helena has mentioned earlier, is 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 run in collaboration with um, with with Kyogen, uh, and University Clinicum Schleswig Holstein in Germany. And this is a EU Horizon 2020 project, and we are, uh, yeah, it's 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 ongoing. Um, for uh, tissue of origin and cancer, yes and no. This is the strategy. How do we classify? So first, in, on the top part of this um, of this flow chart, you will notice that we gather the um, the information from cancer database in terms of SNV index and CNV. We then filter the data, prepare the genomic features, and train the neural networks, and make a model for classification. And then subsequently, once the model is ready, we see how they classify. And once the uh, once we have done the top part, then we take the and the real uh, CTC data or the test data, as we call it, we do the same thing: extract these features, filter and prepare the genomic feature, and we run into the model. And then we get the results about tissue of origin and the malignancy designation, which is cancer yes and no. So I'm not going into detail about uh, each and every part of this. Uh, uh, classification strategy and feature. I think it's uh, that's out of the scope of the seminar. Maybe I'll quickly come to all the results that we have achieved so far in ongoing studies. Uh, so, um, our overall as uh, uh, so so this, these are very preliminary results, which is uh, particularly based on SNV data, and uh, we we clearly see that. Uh, the classification uh, tissue of origin classification accuracy we have reached up to 70.7 across different cancer types and um, for malign malignancy designation it is 84.8 percent which is uh, quite good and as helena has mentioned earlier um, since this is an ongoing project and these numbers we are pretty much confident that these numbers are going to improve much much more further when we get more data set from a variety of data sets. So now um, I will quickly describe about data interpretation reporting. So once we have got the uh, got the uh, the the data, the SNV data and index data, the VCF files is generated. So how do we proceed further for clinical interpretation, correct? So we, we, we push in the VCF file to QCI1 interpret there. Uh, the variant are computationally classified and uh, the diagnostic and therapeutic evidence is generated over there. We see the different approved treatment records. Now all these things is then curated by clinical laboratory geneticists at Isolate. It's, uh, and then we, we review the clinical evidence we customize the reporting uh, for each patient, and then it is sent to clinical doctor for their expert decision 
and treatment selection. So it's a doctor who actually makes the decision. Okay, so in summary, uh, the Salmet platform, it's, um, it's, it's a quite nice tool for us. It allows us to um, isolate CTCs and use them to get uh, comprehensive biomarker analysis, including both the sequ genomic sequencing and the protein expression analysis. It, 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 it basically allows us um, to confirm mal malignancy, tissue of origin, Helps and helps to understand the treatment prediction and also the monitoring part. And it's a great tool for early detection and screening. As Helena has uh, quite uh, outlined that before, that most of the tumors, uh, the CTCs uh, appear much before you can actually detect tumor through other methods. So CTC platform is very unique in that case. And um, yeah, and, and, and this is being developed course, uh, in collaboration with Kaijan, uh, reagents and biofilm platforms are in, all included there. So I would like to acknowledge our different partners. First of all, um, I would acknowledge uh, all the great team at Isolate. Nothing is achieved without a very hardworking and great team. And uh, several members of Isolate uh, Medical AV has been quite uh, yeah, they work very hard to achieve this goal. And so is our partners, particularly at Kaijin. Uh, they, have, uh, they have been very helpful in, in each and every phase of this project. And particularly to mention the, our clinical partners, whom we heavily rely upon for the clinical samples and, um, and, and their expert decision about, about uh, yeah, when we see uh, data from different patients, they help us to understand if the data is in right direction and so on and so forth. Yeah, and of course, nothing is done without funding. <laughs> so thankful to you for providing uh, funding for this project. And with these words, I would, um, I would conclude my uh, presentation and I would hand over to Forrest. Thank you very much. And uh, you're welcome for question and answers. Thank you, Helena and Kasia. As a reminder to webinar participants, if you have a question, please type it into the Q&A box in the control panel. We'd like to ask attendees to take a moment after the webinar has ended to take our exit survey to give us your feedback. And with that, we will now start the Q&A portion of the webinar. The first question is, what is the physical or biological principle for the CTC isolation in your platform? Do you perform single CTC picking from your isolate for molecular analysis? Um, so we are currently doing our, um, I, so the enrichment we do based on physical properties of the cells, that is size, morphology, um, deformability. Um, and the isolation is done at a single level, yes. Great, thank you. Our next thank question you. is, does the bioinformatics, oh, I'm sorry, Kashyap, did you have something to add? Uh, no, nothing. Okay, no problem, thank you. Um, our next question is, does the bioinformatics analysis need to be tailored differently because of low amounts of CTCs in the blood? 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite challenging um, with low amount of sequences in blood. And that's why, as I mentioned earlier, it's very important that uh, the DNA from uh, the single cells are amplified to uh, an amount where we can make libraries to be uh, like to be sequenced. So of course, if one cannot get uh, enough DNA from 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 CTCs, then then nothing moves forward. So this is quite the most difficult and the challenging part in the in the analysis in the genomic analysis to to amplify the DNA from a single cell to a level you can prepare a library. And once the the DNA is is uh, the once the library is prepared. Then of course, um, uh, then we sequence and we see how the bioinformatic analysis is. I mean, we have a pipeline for bioinformatic analysis, but as the data could be variable, then of course um, uh, we are currently validating our bioinformatic platform for analysis of different input or different types of libraries. So in principle, yes, you need to adjust. But ideally, we would not like to actually change once we have validated these, these, uh, these CTCs. So th there are many steps in the processes uh, that we need to look into while we do this uh, analysis. Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. Our next listener asks, what is the volume of blood that can be processed at once? So we are working with uh, three tubes of um, well, of blood, uh, and each of these tubes contains nine milliliters. So effectively, uh, we perform three analyses in parallel of nine milliliters each. Great, thank you. Um, the next person asks, what is the sensitivity of the capture of a minimum CTC per mil that can be detected? Um, it's so I will say there's there's different <laughs> answers to this question. So in the first um, place, we have uh, what are like the, the characteristics of the sensitivity of our actual method. And that is um, that we can go down to, um, let me remember. So that is one, milli, one CTC per nine milliliters. So the, the conversion to cells per milliliter is, is like point something because we are looking at the analysis of, of a whole tube of blood. So we're looking at what is our lowest detection limit and that is one cell per tube. Um, and that we detect uh, in 100% of the cases. When we know that there's at least, um, uh, so when there's at least three cells in a tube, we always see at least one, and often more than one. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> Thank you. Our next question is, if you do single cell DNA analysis, how long does it take on average to analyze a patient sample? Okay, yeah, this is quite tricky and, and uh, it can take um, at least a week to, uh, I mean, to just, I mean, sequencing itself takes three days, correct? And then, uh, or two days, I would say. And then one has to do the analysis part. So I would say at least a week from, from the time that you have a DNA in your hand. Hmm? And does that include the time from analysis um, to the report to the doctor? 
in case in case it's the if you don't see any i mean normally uh, the, the reports are sometimes uh, straightforward sometimes not so sometimes you know there are variants for which we need to get um, uh, we really need to look at a lot of uh, details in analysis part, particularly for a variant analysis if there are sometimes pathogenic and likely pathogenic you really need to look at very carefully and once uh, once that is done then uh, then then we can push it over to the doctor so analysis can also take a couple of days right just the, just the um, variant um, analysis, the report analysis yeah. thank you mm. our next listener asks how quickly after blood draw do you need to run the isolation? Or how long does it take to process one tube of blood? So we are currently working um, between 48 and 72 hours after um, blood draw. We have highest um, success with uh, samples up to 48 hours after blood draw. Um, that is because the stability of the cells in blood decreases after a certain time, of course. Um, and then in terms of how long it takes to process the, um, the actual tube, um, we process all tubes at the same time. Uh, and that is a process that takes five hours uh, with very little time of hands-on work. Thank you. Um, our next question is, how do you decide to pick one cell instead of another? If you isolate using physical properties of the cells, you also isolate many macrophages and non-tumor cells? Absolutely. So when we do the um, our uh, multiplex protein, um, so our immunofluorescence, multiplex immunofluorescence uh, analysis, we have all the cells that we um, enrich stained by the different cocktails uh, that we use. And it's the positivity for one of the cocktails and negativity for the immune cell cocktail that allows us to identify those cells that have all the cancer biomarkers and none of the immune cell biomarkers. So we are very um, conservative with the cells that we pick. If, there, if there's any expression of uh, immune cell markers, we don't um, obviously isolate it this once. Thank you. Our next question is, do you use a blood stabilizer to collect and transport the blood? Um, so we, we use a specific type of um, blood collection tubes, and these supposedly stabilize uh, blood and their components inside. So then and once the blood... To... Yeah? No, no, please go ahead. Yeah, no, just that when blood is collected in these tubes, then it's it's already stabilized. So these are tubes that are um, developed for the collection of um, CTCs or rare cells in general. Gotcha, thank you. That answered the next question about what type of blood collection tube you use. Um, the next question is, where does one start with CLC Genomics Workbench platform? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, the easiest thing is to download the software first and run it on your own and see how you feel like. And then, of course, it, it has a cost also, so you need to purchase the platform. 
and once you purchase the platform then then you basically start exploring the platform with the template workforce which are there first of all available and once you are very comfortable with that then you actually start generating your own workforce so there are multiple steps in that and and one needs to browse it uh, go through the platform and there is a nice handbook also available for for csnmic workbench platform and the also the help is also available from from the from kajan if you really want to explore something there so it's it's quite useful thank you our next question is in general what are the challenges with single genome amplification and the challenges could be uh, like there are many challenges at different level as we as we have outlined earlier that the, the the most important challenge is to first them isolate them and once you've isolated then amplifying amplification it itself is a is a very uh, complicated process and there you really really need specialty reagents so you really need to be very careful about what you need in the end and depending on your end use uh, you basically select your reagents and uh, you also one also needs to be taken into account like since the genome is being amplified uh, it has to be a uniform amplification and um, yeah and then each portion of the genome has to be equally amplified which is again a challenge in itself for for the process and of course um, uh, the, sin the the single cells which you isolate um, can be of uh, yeah it can have uh, different properties correct so one needs to also understand if there are complexity in the cell itself so there are many challenges uh, with with first of all selection of uh, which method one wants to use to amplify the single uh, genome amplifier. then you need to compare across the methods and then uh, uh, and also, like, do multiple QCs uh, in the way to understand whether uh, whether the the outcome is preferable. So there are many steps in this whole process. Also, yeah. Thank you. And that's all the time we have for today. We'd like to thank Elena Silva Cascades and Kashyap Dave and our sponsor Kyogen. If we didn't have time to get to your question, we will try to follow up with our experts. As a reminder, please look out for the survey after you log out to provide your feedback. If you missed any part of this webinar or would like to listen to it again, an archived version will be emailed to all attendees. Thank you for joining us for this genome webinar. Thank you very much. Thank you.